Hi, my name is Kara Myers and welcome to the Travel Business Lounge. Each week I chat with women who have built incredible businesses in the travel and tourism industry. You'll hear their inspirational stories of success. We went from 2,000 a month to about 70, 72,000 a month um, in that span of, of nine years. And struggle. I wish that I could tell you that I pivoted really quickly and like jumped back on my feet and I did it. And what they learned along the way. Give yourself the grace of knowing that it's not going to happen overnight and you're going to make a ton of mistakes. And as long as you learn from them and move forward, that's okay. So grab a coffee, hit subscribe and get ready to learn and feel inspired. Hello, hello, my name is Kara, and welcome back to the Travel Business Lounge, the place where we celebrate and learn from female entrepreneurs in the travel industry. Today's episode is a little bit different because it is my first solo show. When I first started the podcast, I envisioned that it would always be an interview style podcast. I love listening to those types of podcasts, and I was really excited to connect with other women in the industry and share their perspectives. And honestly, I've loved every single interview I've done so far, and I will definitely continue with those types of shows. But recently, I've been thinking a lot about what I can personally contribute to this podcast. I've worked in the travel industry for over 10 years now, initially as a guide and then moving on to operations and managing a large team of guides. And now most recently, I've moved into the design space and I've been helping travel business owners develop a coherent brand and create a website that helped to drive sales and increase bookings. So when I sit down and think about it, I do have a lot of experience and I do think I have a lot to offer. But it is hard to have the confidence to put yourself out there. And so I just keep resisting this urge to sit down and record a solo episode, even though I keep coming up with all these ideas of different solo shows I'd like to do. Uh, but I've decided, what the heck, I'm just going to give it a go. I've spoken to so many guests on the show about the fear of failure about imposter syndrome, about second guessing yourself, especially as a woman in this industry, and the importance of overcoming these doubts and remembering that these are super common insecurities that most entrepreneurs face at some point in time. So I figured it was time to start practicing what I preach and try something a little bit out of my comfort zone, but that I've wanted to do for quite a long time. So I appreciate any feedback that you have. If you enjoy this episode and it's the kind of thing you'd like to hear more of, please let me know. I'm on social media at the Travel Business Lounge. You can email me at hello at Travel Business Lounge. Regardless, I just really like to hear your thoughts and whether this is the sort of thing you'd like to hear more of. So what are we actually talking about today? I'll get into the heart of it now. Today's episode in particular is something that is very near and dear to my heart, and that is how to build a team of tour guides that will stick with you long-term and how to reward them year after year so that they feel appreciated. I've been at both ends of the spectrum on this. As I mentioned earlier, I started my career in tourism in 2012 as a tour guide in Washington, D.C., 
and today I manage a large team of tour guides. And so I think I bring a unique perspective on this. And I know it's a question that comes up a lot because there's this misconception that most tour guides are transient, that they are just students looking for a summer job or they're actors looking for part-time work. And though there's definitely a percentage of the tour guiding population where these descriptions ring true, they definitely do not account for all guides. And in my opinion, if you want to have really good quality guides who are going to stay with you long-term, the first thing you need to do is make sure that your team is not comprised entirely of people who fall into these categories. The best guides are those who look at this as their career for the foreseeable future. Hire people who are passionate about what they do, whether that means hiring historians for history-focused tours or passionate foodies for food tours or people who just love sharing their city or country or region of the world with other people. Whatever it is, it is a game changer. The quality of your tours will skyrocket and the length of time that these people work for you will also dramatically increase. So that's step one, is hire the right people. It's great to have a handful of guides who you can call on last minute, who have other priorities, other jobs, but who are happy to do this part-time and maybe they are transient. However, make sure that the core group of people working for you as guides are interested in doing this as a career for the long run. Next, let's talk about how to retain those guides. And adequate compensation is so important and often something that's really difficult to get right. And the reason I think it's so difficult is because ultimately there's a cap, right? Regardless of how long a guide has been with you, I do think there comes a point when the hourly rate or the daily rate that you can offer maxes out especially if you're running a small business. So how do you keep guides around who are fantastic and who have been with you for years, but who are already at that top earning potential? I'm going to first run through some ways to reward, and then I'm going to go a bit further and give you my two favorite ways to retain guides. So stick with me to the end, but first let's cover rewarding these guides. So one way is to allot a certain amount of money at the end of every season to reward your top guides as an end of year or end of season bonus. Maybe they had the best overall feedback from your guests. Maybe from your perspective, they were just the most dependable, the easiest to work with. Whatever it is, set those parameters and whichever guides or guide achieves the highest get some kind of end of season monetary reward. I see a lot of businesses offer this and though I don't think it's a bad approach, it's not necessarily my favorite one because you're once again relying on money, which as a small business might be really tight, uh, but also as a guide serving all season to then just receive a token amount of cash, it's not that motivating. It's appreciated, but I'm not going to hustle all year long just to get a comparatively small bonus at the end of the year. It's nice, but it's not the thing that's going to keep me around, especially if I've already maxed out on my earning potential and I've been with the company for years and years and years. 
Alternatively, or additionally, I should say, you can organize some sort of end of season party or a end of season conference, which could feature awards for your top performing guys as a way to recognize them in front of their peers. You don't need to make this an all out massive event. It's nice if you can afford it, go for it. You know, send everyone to a fun location where they can let loose and recognize those top performing guides. But it doesn't need to be that fancy. Regardless of your budget, I think you need to at least have some kind of end of year, end of season party. It's just nice to dedicate some time after the end of a busy season to hang out with one another. Despite tour guiding being very social, you do work independently. And I know in my experience, I often wouldn't see my guide friends during peak season at all because they were on the road at the same time leading different groups. So a fun end of season or holiday party or some kind of conference that brings everyone together is a great way to build a stronger relationship between you and your guides. Once again, doesn't necessarily solve the problem of how to adequately compensate guides who have maxed out on their earning potential, but it is a way to show some appreciation and I really recommend it regardless of the size of your business. So those are a few ideas on how to reward your guides, but now let's dive into my favorite way to retain your high quality guides long-term. And that is by allowing them to grow within your company. Not only will this make them have more of a stake in your business, but it also offers them the opportunity to earn more. And I think even more importantly, allows them to feel as if they're progressing professionally. Most people don't like to feel like they're stagnated. So getting them more involved in the wider business is a great way to do that. So what exactly do I mean? Because there's a few different ways to go about this. First of all, you could have some of your best guides design new tours for you. You can, of course, pay them for their time, the work that they put in researching and developing the tour. But you can also incentivize them by giving them the top priority to lead that particular tour. You could even have them design that tour and then just run it under your business using your tour company's brand name, your marketing. But essentially, it's just their tour and then your tour business gets a cut or a commission every time that tour sells. And you could potentially get into some dicey situations if that tour guide ever decided to leave the company. So you want to make sure that the tour is the intellectual property of your business. But there are various ways you can approach it so that the tour guide benefits from the tour that they design and they feel a sense of ownership over that tour. And maybe after they've designed one or two tours, you notice that this particular guide has an incredible aptitude for designing really great tours that sell really well. So if you're at a stage in your business where you're ready to grow it, then why not officially hire this guide to be a tour designer, a product designer, whatever name you want to give it, whatever title works best, but actually make them an official part of your team designing new tours. This doesn't need to be a salaried position. It doesn't need to be full time, but by making it official, that guide is then able to put it on their resume as an indication of career progression that they've experienced at your company. And that's really just the tip of the iceberg because there are so many roles within 
a tour business that you could offer to your top guides? Of course, depending on the size of your business and depending on your growth strategy, but if and when possible, offer those roles to your current guides. If you hate doing social media and you want to improve your marketing and you've got some capital to finally invest in that, look first at the team of people working for you on the ground. Are any of your guides super social media savvy? Would they be interested in some part-time work managing that part of the business? Or maybe you need help with responding to emails from customers or processing bookings or scheduling. It could be anything, but don't go out and hire a virtual assistant that you don't know. Why not have one of your guides help? So that again, they feel a sense of career progression. They're earning some extra cash and you're able to keep them in the business. And this is especially effective for tour businesses that operate in super seasonal regions. I know when I lived in Washington, D.C., it was strictly March through September, Yes, you would get a few bookings in the winter months, but ultimately that was your season. And so it was tough for a lot of guides who did have to find other jobs during that off season to support themselves. I would just end up giving up my lease in DC and packing a backpack and traveling around much cheaper countries for the winter, but that's a completely different story. Uh, But it is hard for a lot of people who work in this industry. So if you're able to offer some sort of work during the season, and especially outside of the busy season, that can make a huge impact on whether your guides stick around long term. So there you have it. Those are my really quick tips on how to reward and retain tour guides in your business. Offer monetary rewards like an end of year, end of season bonus. Do some kind of big celebration, party, conference to show your appreciation for your guides. Get them connected with you, your business, and one another. Host some kind of award ceremony so you can recognize your top guides in front of their peers. And then my favorite way is to involve them in the business. Take advantage of their skills, their insight, and make them feel like they've got some ownership and that they've got the ability to professionally progress. So like I said, if you enjoyed this episode, please let me know either over email, on social media, or a review of this podcast. It makes all the difference in the world. Thanks and bye-bye.